Welcome to Town Talk, the official podcast of Somerville, South Carolina, where we bring you the latest news and amazing guests here in the town of Somerville. And today, I'm extremely excited to finally bring in Councilwoman <laughs> Tiffany Johnson Wilson. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm excited to be here too. Yes, I, I've been. Uh, I'm really excited to get you on. You, you just started in your in your new role as a councilwoman, so I think the community is really excited to just get to learn and more about you so let's start there can you just tell me and the community a little bit more about yourself and what brought you here to Somerville oh well well, I'm born and raised here in Somerville Um, I've my family goes back all the way to the 1800s in Charleston and they came over to Somerville in the late 1800s where um, my grandfather's side worked on the first tea plantation in America wow that's cool that's cool yeah so um, you know, I've not lived anywhere else, and it's all I know. Um, even on my grandmother's side, both on my dad's side, um, she lived on the Indian Reservation along the Ashley River. Really? So, the Kusawachi Indians, yeah. Wow, so your heritage goes all the way back to, in, in, in this area. Yep. That's incredible. I'm sure there's some really good family stories at Thanksgiving. Well, you know, I actually had to be the one to discover all of this really? for the family. Wow. I always had a love for history and architecture, and uh, which kind of brought me to my career later on. But, uh, yeah, so that's how we... We kind of, I did the research and and provided it all to the family. Some of them knew some of it, but not as much as I ended up doing. so cool. So for anyone who's interested in doing the same thing, any tips on how to do that research? Well, it started as simple on Ancestry.com. Yes, yes. It started really easy and simple there, but then I hired someone in Charleston that had done this before, Mm. and she really did all of the legwork for us. That's so cool. I I actually did a 23andMe, and I found out my heritage, and I was like, I found out I was... I didn't know I, I have a ginger beard, right? Yeah. But I didn't know I was Irish until I did that. And so, and then I always thought, my family always told me that we had Native American um, heritage. Well, come to find out. Zip. <laughs> well, you know, that's actually not something you always find out on um, 23andMe through your really? blood. Yeah, you have to actually trace it back to the Dawes Roll of 1886. So if you had any kind of family on any kind of ancestry report, um, they would show up uh, on the if they were on the Dawes Roll of 1886. That's how you end up getting the Indian benefits and figure out if you actually had Indian um, heritage. It's, so it's not always in your blood. Okay. That's good to know because you know I'm the I'm the one in my family trying to do the the family tree as well. Yeah. And so I'm, I might I might have to look into that. So you talked a little bit about your career and you have your whole career has been in real estate, correct? Right. Yeah. From the beginning. I mean, I did real estate all through college. Um, started at 18. Um, I started in property management at 17 and entrepreneurship has been in my family for a long time. I remember working um, at my dad's business beginning at 12 years old, his his floor covering company. So entrepreneurship just was was in the blood. It's the way I went. Yeah. Yeah. So when in the real estate industry, what inspired you to get into real estate specifically? 
Well, it's not necessarily a, a pretty story or easy story. It's not what I dreamed of as a kid, like most people say. It's It was definitely not that. Um, it, you know, it started out, I got a job in property management. And to be honest with you, I seen realtors coming in there and really nice cars and thought, <laughs> I want to do that while I go to college to become a doctor. And, uh, and I, I stayed in college, finished several degrees. And I uh, decided I just, I really liked it and didn't want to stop and was good at it. Yeah. And it yeah. gave me a good lifestyle and I enjoyed it. So when you find something you love, you stick with it because it, it doesn't feel like work, right? When right. You, when you do something you really, really love. So that's, that's inspiring. Now, I did see that you were ranked in the top 3% of real estate agents. And, and so what, like, what goes behind achieving that success specifically in the real estate industry. Yeah. So yeah, it's actually top 1% in the country, top 3% internationally. Hey, thank you. No, I'll hey. Take it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's you know, oh, it's a lot of things. Yeah. Um a lot of hard work, um doing the opposite of what everyone else was doing, not accepting failure, mm-hmm. you know, as an option. Um, yeah. And uh, when the going gets tough, you just keep on going. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And you know, over time, eventually, you, you founded your own your own firm, correct? Right. Yeah. And so, in 2013, I decided I'd finally go out and open my own company. Prior to that, I had a property management company, but um, yeah, I decided in 2013 it was it was time to go, and did really well with the real estate company. Later, opened up the other companies development yeah. construction title mortgage nice so you you looked at your your base company and, and thought okay how can i innovate and grow from here and really help out the community um now speaking of like real estate you know i'm, I'm always interested in the real estate topic and i think a lot of our listeners are as well and you are a real estate expert so i have to ask what are some of like the current trends that we're seeing in the, in the industry today in 2024? Well, they've changed a lot over time, you know, and I I've seen the market at its best times and its worst times. Last year was a new for me, new for everyone in the industry, um, which makes sense. You know, we were coming off 2021. People were still in COVID and uh, really still shocked by that. And, and so 2022, 2023 was very volatile. Yeah. 2024 is going to be a, a year of adjustment. It, it's going to be um, some change. And it's going to be better than it was in 2023 for sure. But People are going, the the industry as a whole is going to revolutionize and change, and our market is going to see some change and mm. shifts. So it's it's going to be better, just a little different than what yeah. we've seen. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's difficult nowadays in, in real estate to even just buy a house with the, with how, especially in 22 and 23, how, you know, the, the rates just got crazy, right? And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are excited for any type of change that might might come in that in that uh, realm. Yeah. Now, in real estate, you spent your whole career there, uh, but now you are our new councilwoman here for the town of Somerville. What what led you to run for town council? Well, it was a combination of a lot of things, um, but I've never really been one to sit on the sidelines and not do anything. If mm-hmm. I felt like I could um, help someone or something, or if I felt like someone was being done wrong, I never just sat by and watched. Yeah. So I thought, I've got to do something. And, you know, 
there was a lot of things, but, you know, traffic was getting worse, overdevelopment was rampant, and our taxes were getting higher. And so I felt like it was time I needed to do something. Mm-hmm. I've always had a heart for service and yeah, yeah. the community. And, and it seems like something that would, that comes from people who spend their careers in real estate. We, we do You do see that a lot because it is a, a service to a community type of role. Now, when it comes to... Um, that whole process, what was it like, you know, going through the whole, you know, campaigning, the election season? What was that like? Because this was your first time going through it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I knew nothing about politics. Yeah. You know, I spent day and night studying uh, the political world. Uh, and um, it was a challenge. It was probably one of the biggest challenges, if not the biggest challenge I've, I've ever um, been through, really. It's not anything like I expected, but it was still very rewarding. Yeah. I enjoyed meeting people, and I en- enjoyed learning of their issues even and um, feeling like, you know what, I'm going to be able to help them in their situation, and I'm going to be able to make a difference, if for nothing else but for those people. And I love that. I love that. And that, that's really cool that that was in the, the forefront of your mind as you were going through that that process, because I'm, I've never done it, but from what I've heard, it's, it's grueling, you know, it's, yeah. it's tiresome. It's, 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 it's always difficult. So, you know, now that you're on council and, uh, you're kind of starting, you're getting, getting your feet wet, um, and, and you're in your, in your role. Um, how, one thing I'm interested in is how are you looking to incorporate your career in real estate into your role as a councilwoman for the town? Yeah. Good question. Um, Well, I like to think that I look at everything um, from a strategic planning standpoint, and I think real estate has taught me really complex problem-solving skills. Mm. Um, That, coupled with always standing behind excellent service, um, really caring, putting my heart into it, I think is, is... is going to be ultimately what solves problems and gets things done. It's just the cherry on top, the the real estate and development and planning experience. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And you know, it, real estate you 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 spend your whole career you, you know talking with folks, helping them achieve well, most of them their dream, their mm-hmm. dream home, and and their dream to buy a home. And so now you are in a role to help them. You got them into their home here in Somerville. Yeah. Now you can help them, you know, navigate the the bigger picture type of stuff here. Right. Absolutely. Just making sure that community feel, you know, mm-hmm. that everyone has that community feel and that they they always feel like they've got good leadership. They've yep. got someone in their corner and that that they have people, someone that really cares. So you are the councilwoman for District 2 specifically. And so when it comes to your district and how you're going to help your constituents within that district and everything like that, what are some of your top priorities for District 2 as you enter this this new era of your career? Yeah. Well, number one is, and, and what it's been from the beginning of the campaign and what it will continue to be, is really, first and foremost, the constituent request. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of those out there. A lot of people felt like that their requests were going unheard, and 
I don't want them to feel that way with me. So I'm trying to get through all of those. It's a lot. Um, and while I'm doing that, I'm also looking at ways to save money, um, more grant opportunities, and, and ways that we can really end up bringing Somerville together as a walkable, connected Somerville. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think everyone, when it comes to communication in that whole realm, everyone has, especially for a municipality, has the the right to be heard and let their voices be heard. And, you know, we were just talking before the podcast, different things that we're looking at doing to even enhance that. Absolutely. And um, you can be looking out yeah. for that. There's some things we're working on there. Um, but there's there's a lot of other things that we can continue to do and that we are, we are looking at. So I think it is important. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, speaking of you know, the long-term vision for Somerville. I know Mayor Touchberry is, is huge on vision and the vision of Somerville and what, and he, he's, and I, this whole council is this, oh, yeah. it's, it's a big thing for this council. Um, and your, in your kind of opinion, uh, what is some of your long-term vision, uh, aspirations for the town of Somerville? Yeah. Well, it's a couple things. You know, I think it's important to remember, though, it's not my vision. It really isn't. It is what the people want. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that Russ and I have been united on from the beginning, that we want to hear from the people and we want it to be the vision of our community of what they want. Um, But with that, I want to make sure that Somerville always has that community feel. We have to do a better job of preserving our downtown historic district. We need to make sure that each of our our small communities, such as Nexton, such as Oak Brook, has their own little community feel as well. That all brings it together at the heart of Somerville, right here in the low country, here downtown. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're right. It's just kind of what the people and our constituents want for for our town and what the future is going to be, because I, I say this every time, this area is just going to continue to grow. And so how are we going to approach that growth? How are we going to, but also keep Somerville being Somerville? And I right. think that's, that's important. That kind of transitions yeah. into my next question is, what are some things that you and council are looking at, um, you know, looking at in, in, for growth and development here and how we are going to manage that? Because it, it is... It's it's gonna happen. There's no right. stopping it. So sure. how how are we planning on managing that? Well, we have to look at annexation and development in a more strategic way. Truly, we can't just think about um, the tax revenue that we may bring in now or the next four years, even. And we can't just look at um, what that project's going to to necessarily bring or the traffic it's going to bring in that direct area we have to look at it from all sides and where are they going to be shopping where are they going to be driving will it be expanding what's on all sides what is the stormwater plan there's a lot to it and and so i'm going to be very careful i have been even so far very careful on which developments i vote on um i do believe in development you know i i own a development company but I believe it must be very strategic, and I believe developers need to pay. They they need to pay their fair share. Hmm. No, no I, I think it's good, and uh, you know, I think there's always something about just t- being strategic about everything and looking at again the vision 
in the future of how a, a development or a project or anything is going to enhance, you know, what the overall goal is, right? For for example, in my role, the podcast, when I started the podcast, I'm like, oh, okay, how, what can this look like in a year and what can it look like in five years? Right. How do we continue to enhance this to to help the community and, and, and to make sure that it is doing the right thing and we're, we're, the time that we're spending doing these conversations is worthwhile, right? right. And so those are uh, being strategic about all those things is, is important. Right. And it's important to remember that, you know, used to developers wanted to build single family homes on quarter acre lots. And, you know, over the past 10, 15 years, it's began to be, you know, mixed use and more of an urban sprawl. So we have to consider that in, in really evaluating our tra- traffic patterns and and that's more why we need a connected, walkable community, because we are seeing much higher density than we used to see. Neighborhoods yeah. such as Brandy Mill or Iron Gate or Quell Arbor, you know, it, it was the standard of how development was done. And now it's very common to see development like you see at Nexton, lots of townhomes and condos. So we have to keep that in mind because we're getting a lot more density on a lot less land. And um making sure that our roads our schools can handle that density of course of course and you know it's so it's it's so in depth everything that goes into what y'all and 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 council and just the town everything that goes on from a municipality standpoint it's just it's crazy how much goes into it and all the different departments that are involved and that's one thing why we do this is to kind of show the community look how much goes into everything that's going on here at the town and so you know one thing we just talked about a little bit earlier but i kind of want to dig in a little bit more is just community engagement and um how we can take that to the next level right so what are some things that you're looking at um as now that you're in your role, um, taking that to the next level. Yeah. During my campaign, I promised transparency and collaboration, yeah. and it's important that I deliver on that. Um, I've already been to neighborhood meetups at different communities. Um, awesome. I have been on neighborhood Facebook groups and updated communities as to what's going Social on. Social media, stay, yep. stay active. It's important. Yep. And um, even sending out surveys to find out from the constituents in an area yep. what they want to make sure there is a collaborative force among them. And I'm getting you know, the, the message from everyone. Yeah. And I think that's great. And, you know, we're always looking at different ways to take that to the next level internally here as staff and, and as council. And, you know, if the community does have any ideas, please let Tiffany know any of your council, yeah. other council members, the mayor or myself, obviously know, Hey, this is an idea I have look at it, take, right. take a look, maybe it'll help. And we can sit back and figure out if it's, going to work you know one thing that we're working on in 2024 is a community newsletter right and that's a little plug it's coming it's coming um but a community newsletter i'm surprised we didn't have one before i came on on board and um you know last year was my year of updating the website so i couldn't do two at one um so this is the year of the community newsletter but there is a ton of different and it will be the same answer uh, uh, every time, but there's a ton of challenges that come into our our community that we are facing. Sure. And one that is a a repetitive um, challenge is traffic. You know, that's one thing that we we talk about traffic is a challenge for us here in the town. 
Um, do you want to speak on that or any other challenges that you foresee at, at, for the town of Somerville? Yeah, well, you know, traffic has been a challenge in Somerville for a very long time. And for the low country. Right, right. <laughs> you yes, know, and it's right. crazy. Yes, and it's only been getting worse. I'm excited about our partnerships with all three counties now. Um, you know, the unique thing about Somerville is we do touch all three counties. Yep. And uh, I've had conversations with council in all three counties, and they're ready to work with us. They're excited yep. about new council, new mayor, and they they want to work with us on these projects. We've got some great projects and works. Um the Maple Street extension, uh, Cedar Street extension, those are going to be huge for our area. Um, and with that, you know, Dorchester County is is doing the smart streets the, yep, yep. for for biking, walking lanes. I believe that Somerville will end up taking on and, and that same approach and copying that. Um, so I'm excited to see what we're going to do with that. I think over the next four years we're going to see major improvements in the traffic and there's already things that are getting started yeah yeah for sure and uh, i'm excited to see what uh, you and council um kind of come up with and what you guys uh, do working with our our counties that we're involved in and 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 the community and just kind of coming up with what our our best plan of action you know and so i'm looking forward to watching that happen I want to switch gears a little bit. We were talking a little bit about your role as a councilwoman, and I know you're still getting your feet wet, so we'll we'll continue. You know, I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast, so we'll we'll dig in deeper on different topics. I'm, I'm sure in the future, but one thing I want to talk about is just um, your thoughts for young professionals and um, uh, other individuals who are starting their career in in our community and beyond. What advice do you have for those folks? Because you have um, you know, not only create a successful, uh, you know, business, but you also now are on council and you, you've gotten yourself in, in these, these roles. And so what advice do you have for any of our young, because we have a lot here in Somerville too. We have a lot of young professionals and yeah. they listen to this and, and any wisdom that they can get, um, would, I think they would love it. Yeah. So what, what do you got? Oh, you know, there's so much I could say. It starts with mindset. And I know so many people say that, but it really is important. Learning to meditate has been huge for me in my life. Um, really, really meditating, getting into the zone. I'm actually in the process of writing a book, Five Meridians on the Circle of Success. And uh, it touches on all those points of how you achieve overall success. But uh, and what that means, but it starts with really digging in and, and knowing yourself on a deeper level, meditation, um, jumping right in and going for it. That's how you learn. That's failure is part of success, truly. Um, so don't overthink it. Don't doubt yourself. Believe in yourself. Um, learn to meditate and take yourself in that zone to figure out who you really are, what you really want, and go for it. That's awesome. I love that. And for anyone who is not familiar with meditation, do you have any advice on where to start? Is there like an app or a website they can start with or 
Where's the best place to start? Yeah, so I, I don't say an app or a website, but I do say nature. So, mm, um, yes. I you know, I have a, built a secret garden for meditation, a, a shower that I built specifically for meditation. Yeah. But um, I would say going in nature by a water source, um, in the woods, near the woods, by a water source, sitting there. And if you're new to meditation, you're going to find your mind's going to wander. You're going to be bored. You're, you know, you're going to look at different things and, and be like, what am I doing here? But find yourself getting lost and say, looking at a leaf and like figuring out the details of the leaf or the grass blades or something like that. And you will find after you sit there and you do that long enough, you'll end up getting lost and in, in deeper thought. And before you know it, you'll be in meditation. Once you come out, you'll feel energized, renewed, and something will come to you. And you'll be like, oh, wow, that was that was a great idea. Or now, yeah, I'm going to go do this in my life, or I'm going to do that. And it was just what you needed to push you or fuel you to the next level. I love that. And I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, because I, for me, I, I don't meditate, but I have tried it before. But I full transparency i have some adhd and so my brain is and and so it's hard for me to focus but that's a really good tip i might have to try that out so yeah um no that's uh, thank you for sharing that sure um another question i have for you is so i i ask this in every episode um at least for our new guest um but your top three favorite restaurants here in somerville it's a very difficult question but what are your top three well, every restaurant for something different, you know. I'm uh, I, I'm picky a little bit in that way. So if I'm wanting desserts or sweet tea, it's mm. going to be Oscars. Oscars, okay. Um, if I want steak, of course, it's going to be Halls. Um, if I'm wanting some Italian, it's going to be La Rustica. Okay, okay. No, those are great. I love all three of them. So, um, but there is so many good food. Oh, and I, we can't forget breakfast at Eva's. Yeah. I have to throw that in there. <laughs> All right, we got four. We got four. <laughs> no, but there's so many other great options here. And I say this in every podcast, but you do not have to travel to downtown Charleston. Downtown Charleston has great restaurants, trust me. But uh, you don't have to travel because we got some good ones here in town. Yeah, I'm um, really excited about Pages, the chicken fried chicken. Um, but we have began to. I think there was an article recently in the Post and Courier or Somerville Journal somewhere. Yes, yeah. That and Somerville has re- really began to become like a foodie area. It so really I'm, has. I'm excited about more to come for sure. Absolutely, and I, I think that the food industry is always intriguing but it's 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 it's, it does bring folks to the community but also our community members and people who live in town um it does it adds an extra flair to their home yeah and being able to have such unique options and not have to go to burger king no no dig on burger king right but you know there's better options out there yeah on a friday night but yep um, before we go our separate ways on the podcast, I want to give you an opportunity to share if we missed anything, because I'm sure we're going to have you back on, but if we missed anything for the sake of the community uh, that you would like to touch base before we end the podcast. I just want to say, I really want to hear from you. I want to hear what your needs are and, and your desires and your vision for the town of Somerville. Um, please reach out to me. My email is tjohnson at Somerville sc.gov you got it that's correct yes <laughs> um so and we'll put it right there in the yeah. video too <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so please reach out to me and stop in my office sometime. We'll offer you a refreshment and give you that good service that you deserve as well. Love that. Love that. And in case anyone doesn't know, where where's your office? Uh, my Somerville office, 100 West Richardson at Suite D. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm super excited to uh, watch you grow within your role as a council. I'm, I'm excited to serve uh, you and work with you to serve our community. And so uh, I'm excited to uh, continue to work with you. Me too. And thank you so much for all you've done too. Of course. Of course. Well, thank you so much.